the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. As we head into Hour 3, I am Seth Leibson. I kind of blew up with Pete Peterson because I uh, got my time changes wrong. So we'll have him back next week. That's okay. We can do this together. We will do it together. I'll tell you what I wanted to raise with him. Um, Kind of a tale or an addendum to the last segment uh, we just did with the rabbi. Um, How fast stories move, right? We were talking about how fast stories move. And when we do our event March 26th, you know, will it involve the story, the massive story today of the massive massive conclusion reached today against uh, Donald Trump um, in the civil fraud case in New York? Uh, $355 million in penalties, um, bar him from barring him for three years from being a director in his companies named Trump, named after him. Just a tremendous, tremendous thing. And let's hope we're not talking about it by March 26th in the sense that there could be some form of expedited appeal that strikes us down. I'm not scholarly enough in the law and certainly not New York law and certainly not, you know, business uh, business law to, to know the ins and outs or the abilities of that to happen. Um, but um, let's hope it does because it's an outrage that it would be nice not to have to see the bloody crossroads of the long arm and ability and reach of the law to affect an election, which is exactly what the prosecution in New York, the Attorney General, Letitia James, wanted to do and campaigned on. It's a sad moment when you are campaigning for the job of a prosecutor, in her case, Attorney General, with the goal of indicting and uh, and uh, and finding guilty a specific individual who, in this case, happens to be the politi- the chief political opponent of your party. This is a sad day. Norman Podhoritz, I think it was, or perhaps his teacher Lionel Trilling, wa- used the phrase "bloody crossroads" to discuss where uh, literature and politics met, crossed. I believe the new bloody bloody crossroads here is where law and politics has uh, conjoined. And what's terrible about it, what is so destructive about it, is that you you are electing these prosecutors, think Letitia James, think Fannie Willis, who we were speaking of earlier, you are electing these prosecutors to a legal position who they in turn see as their job and maybe the people who elect them see as their job the waging of politics by means that aren't political. They are using politics, the election process of pro- electing prosecutors, attorney generals, district attorneys, to wage politics that you disagree with because of other votes, you know, because people may have wanted to vote or may want to vote for Donald Trump. Well, we're going to elect people to jobs that can prevent that from happening. 
we're going to put judges in power in Colorado. We're going to put a secretary of state in charge in Maine. Uh, we are going to elect people like Fannie Willis and Letitia James to prevent the election of someone else, as that party is the one decrying election interference. That's another angle in all of this. Some people call it lawfare. It's something much worse than lawfare. Lawfare can be used in a lot of different ways. It used to be used as a phrase to describe how we would go after terrorists, you know, when the uh, FBI, excuse me, the uh, Department of Justice uh, and the Attorney General would indict people like, you know, bin Laden or uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahman. People, they would indict them. They literally indicted them. There were indictments against them. That is where we first saw the word lawfare, when in fact what we should have been doing is treating them like terrorists and giving them the martyrdom they so craved. That's what we should have been doing, not using the law to go after them. The law was not what ended up getting uh, getting uh, bin Laden or any of his uh, lieutenants um, or uh, so, or uh, Qasem Soleimani or any of his lieutenants or any of the Hamas. You don't indict these people. You take them off the field of battle and off the field of life. So anyway, that was the original phrase of lawfare. Didn't mean to get distracted by that point. The new use of that phrase is what we're seeing now. The use of law to affect political ends. Legal means to affect political ends, but legal means that carry with it and can only really carry with it the power and the ability to do so by political means in and of themselves. We are electing prosecutors to enforce the law. The laws they choose to enforce and they are elected now to enforce are to wage electoral politics, are to go after Republicans, are to go after the number one Republican in the country, are to go after the number one antagonist in an election year to the Democratic-controlled White House and Senate right now, in this case, in this case White House. And it's not as if, it's not even as if this is some kind of um, speculation. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> It's that Trump is actually beating Biden in every poll. It's not just that he's contending against Joe Biden. He is at this moment in time the election favorite, the electoral favorite in beating Joe Biden, at least by vote uh, by surveys of the popular vote. That's what they're doing to this person. Now, one can go down any number of roads of discussion about how stupid it was for New York to do this because why would anyone ever want to do business in New York again? Sure, that's all there. That's all true. Major businesses and corporations will see that if they can do this to operate uh, businesses operational and operating in New York, that they can be subject to this kind of, shall we say, shutting down, this kind of really uh, foisted bankruptcy. Uh, these kinds of numbers, uh, as, 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 as the New York Times put it, could wipe out entire stockpiles of cash from individuals and from corporations. Why would you want to subject yourself to that as a business person, as an entrepreneur, 
or an established corporation. Why would you want to? And of course, that's part of it. But that's not anywhere near the greatest crime. That's for New York to suffer and deal with because of this um, abuse of law and abuse of prosecution. That that's that's for another day, and it will take time probably to suss all that out. The biggest crime right now that needs to be discussed is the use of law to engage in politics by other means. Uh, War, it's been said, is politics by other means, right? Well, law is now that war. Law is now that war. And all I can hope for, all I can hope for is not only that this is appealed successfully, but in the appeal coming down, the opinion is so strong that this never happens again to anyone, to anyone. So Dickens said law is an ass, arse. You know, this is what we are seeing with innocent people who try to do the right thing in the subways of New York by protecting the innocent against deranged madmen who threaten to kill the innocent, and then we imprison the Good Samaritan. (laughs) You imprison what is by any account, by any account of anyone with sophistication about business dealings, a complicated arrangement and a complicated edifice in the Trump organization that is not unique to the Trump organization. It is, in fact, fairly common through many, I would say almost every corporation that can be examined closely enough by a prosecutor to have this happen to them. You know, a friend of mine, an attorney friend of mine, an old mentor of mine said the criminal code, he was talking about the federal, you could do it with the state as was done here. He said the federal criminal code is creative enough to find you guilty of anything a prosecutor wants to find you guilty of. That's a danger. That's a danger. We'll be right back. I just love that baseline so much. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I'm sometimes asked to name the song for people that list on listen on the podcast. It was Judy in Disguise. You know, speaking of baselines, yes. we went out with Paul McCartney. Did you hear that they found his? Yeah, base? what was that? Had that Kevin McCarthy's base was lost? What? What is that? What you was that? What the story was? Paul McCartney. Oh, Paul McCartney. <laughs> How did he lose his base? <laughs> I don't know. Fifty years ago was a long time. Yeah, and, and it was found. Where was it? Well, let's at the MIM. Take a look. <laughs> On display at the musical instrument. Stolen. Oh, it was. In 1972. Wow. Returned after more than 50 years, fans helped find it. It was the same base he used on their hit first single, Love Me Do. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Twist and Shout. Uh, Incredibly grateful to the world, McCartney said. They crowdsourced it. Maybe... Maybe we won't know where it's from. Uh, oh, <laughs> really? Know? We don't have it. We don't if have the that. the person who took it yeah. 70, in what, 72 was, what, did it under nefarious means. Was it just an anonymous drop-off or something somewhere? Um, we'll find out more. Yeah. All right. We'll find out more. Um, 
You know, it's interesting. You think about – just tie, take, a, take a ride on that story for a second. You think about what the criminal law is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be enforcing laws against things like theft, right, young David? Theft is what law should be going after. Violence is what the criminal law and prosecutors should be going after. That they won't prosecute in the major cities. That they won't prosecute. Oh, wow. Right. I'm just reading. Yeah, go ahead. They they were able to identify the thief, but they're not going to reveal who it is because the goals of the project in getting back the base was to not press charges. But Amnest- maybe the statute of limitations would have expired long since. They amnestitized him? They amnesticized. Amnestitized. Or her. We or don't know who it was. Good yeah. point. Or her. Good point. Or someone who doesn't identify with a her or him. There weren't many of those in 1972. No, but life changes. Things go on. Life changes. Things happen. Everybody's changing. <laughs> yeah, everyone changes. Um, but that is what law and the criminal – the force of, 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 of criminal prosecution should be about, going after the things we – you know, we grew up knowing that – Law enforcement was supposed to be about whether it was the FBI or whether it was state troopers or whether it was the police. I mean, this kind of thing that is not enforced, which makes communities unsafe and has huge consequences, not just political, but social. And obviously anyone who's ever been the victim of a crime, we need to be talking about victims' rights more than we have when when we have had such an explosion of victims in our major cities, is there a disproportion between the discussion of victims and the discussion of victims' rights? How often do you hear the phrase victims' rights anymore? Young David, you have not heard that phrase, and all the victimizations that we're making, of all the victims we're making through the lack of prosecution of and the lack of arrest of violent criminals, how come we never hear the phrase victims' rights well, the truth of the matter is we should also be talking about citizens' rights and civil society's rights. We're not going to have a civil society if cities are turned into Gotham. And we're not going to have a civil society if the law is abused to engage in the kind of Legal findings the judge did based in in the state of New York today, based on the prosecution that was brought against Donald Trump. We're not going to have a civil society anymore. We're not going to have it. And it is going to drive people crazy. Drive people crazy. You sometimes get the sense, don't you, that the left in America is trying to provoke a confrontation in this country. You sometimes get the sense that they are trying to exploit the very thin line we're all walking on right now. We're walking on a thin line right now. You know, with such economic issues, with such world crises, but with such domestic issues as well. We are probably more fragile right now politically as a society than at any time I can think of in my lifetime. In my lifetime, we were talking with Lee Habib the other day, and uh, he was saying, you know, people who think we're divided now go back to the 1850s and 1860s. Understood, well understood. And I'd like to say we're far from that. But you know what? 
every day we get, don't we, just a little closer to that, it seems that way. Now, okay, let's say we're far from it. Let's say we're 26 miles from it. Let's say we are. Every day we're getting a little closer. I would say a year ago we were 40 miles from it or 30 miles from it. Every day we get a little bit closer and the war comes and the war comes. I'm not advocating for it any more than Abraham Lincoln was. I'm just simply saying you push far enough you are going to provoke some kind of confrontation in this country. I think the Democrats, the left, the media, all of them the same thing anyway, I think they saw what happened on January 6th as really useful to them, as really useful, because they could take these thousand people who breached the Capitol— attach it to the entire party and tar and feather the entire party with the acts of those people who trespassed on the Capitol on January, in January of 2021, January 6, 2021. I think they got a lot of mileage out of it. They've gotten a lot more mileage out of it than anything that actually happened on January 6, 2021. Don't get me wrong. I denounced it. I still do. Denounced it immediately in the strongest terms possible. I I just I'm not going to debase myself by going through all that again. But the Democrats found something they could exploit in that. And they have kept pushing and pushing and pushing because they know, as any democracy knows, or for that matter, constitutional republic, That it's easy to provoke an overreaction. It is easy to do so. And when you unite a political party with the media and the law, you've gotten pretty close to a quintessence of what you need to provoke that confrontation. I had a feeling you might do this to me. You gave me a lot of ammunition. I had a feeling you might. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, coming to you from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studios, sponsored by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Explain yourself, young David. What was that? Explain myself? Yeah, what was that music? I told you, you gave me plenty of ammunition. Yeah, but what was that? You said we were, you, we said we were 26 miles apart. Uh-huh. So I said, I said, Google, give me the first song that has 26 miles in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I found something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, this is the problem of... Um, the problem of free will? N- the problem of using Google for that. Um, yeah. 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 Not everything they're going to give you is going to be good or trustworthy or useful for these purposes, for our purposes. I liked it. I, I could jam out. I could not. I could see myself swinging not. on a hammock on a beach in Waikiki with that playing in the background. You know Actually, what? I, Santa Catalina. You know the, what I'm happy for? I'm happy for the fact that you're going to Washington. You're happy for the fact that I'm leaving. <laughs> yes. What is this, folks? No, I'm happy. See, I'd be upset if you weren't happy that I was leaving. But I'm still upset that you're happy that I'm leaving. I'll find any way to get offended. I'm like a liberal. <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to D.C. for a conference, which is great, and uh, you'll. Um, 
you'll uh, you'll 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 tour the Garden of Delights that that is our nation's and is in our nation's capital. But what's interesting to me about the timing is this is going to be great timing because of all this political stuff in the news going on, and you're going to President's be, Day weekend, yeah. Well, not that actually. That is the least important. part. We don't celebrate Washington. Washington is the least important part. Is that what you're telling me? Well, first of all. Let's call the holiday by what it is officially called. Washington's birthday. Yes. So enough with this President's Day nonsense. But my point was that you being in Washington with the Trump, uh, with the Trump, uh, uh, with the with with the Trump uh, punishment coming out in the New York courts, with the Fannie Willis stuff, just with everything going on, it's a great time to see DC. It's a great time I'm to excited. be excited. Yeah. In and I will be it. getting there early tomorrow morning. Yep. However, I got up and I was unsuccessful in my endeavor to to get the tickets for the Washington Monument this morning. Yeah. Well, you can. You know what, David? You can walk around it. It's fine, and it's a beautiful area to walk around. You don't need to go in it. You don't. You really don't. Um, just it, it's actually it. Yeah. There's and so I, many more important I things. Have great thanks uh, to uh, people who were able to get me the White House tour. Great and. I'll probably walk around the National Mall and stroll into one of the Smithsonian's. Yeah, do the Smithsonian's. Here's what you do. Do the Smithsonian's. Do the zoo. The zoo is a Smithsonian museum. It's a great zoo. Is it's it on free. the mall? Mm-mm. It's free. It's a, it's a, if you're in a walking mood, you can hike up uh, Connecticut Avenue or you can take a metro up to it. It's There's really snow on the ground. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, do the zoo. It'll be I'll be- see all the penguins. Do the zoo. It'll be beautiful. Um... It's totally free. It's a great zoo. I used to run through it. Uh, it was on my running path. Do the Smithsonian. Do the Jefferson Memorial. Do the Lincoln Memorial. Spend some extra time at the Lincoln Memorial. When you're at the Lincoln Memorial, do a close study of his hands, which are just so impressive and so moving. You'll never forget them. You see them once in person at the memorial. You'll never forget them. See the Korean War Memorial, which is right there. Equally impressive. Not a lot of people talk about that. The Korean War Memorial, hugely impressive. Go to Old Ebbets Grill, ideally for breakfast, but lunch will do. I'm going to try to make that happen. Yeah, it's right near the uh, Treasury Building, which is right near the White House. Walk through Lafayette Park once or twice, just around. You're giving me about five days' worth of content to fill in 24 hours. No, no, this is easy to do in a day. Everything I've told you can be done in four hours. Uh, You just need to hire a coach. No. I, I, you, why do you need a coach? To get from place to it's place. It's a walking city with a metro. You don't need a coach. It's All a right. walking city I'll with walk a metro. below the city. And everything I just told you is walking distance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what you do in Washington. Um, Old Debit's Grill. And if you're in the mood for really good Italian food, you want to go to La Tomate, which is up in DuPont Circle. You should walk through DuPont Circle. Um, and uh, there's your tour. There. I'm a tour guide. I'm your coach. And then I'll go to my conference and uh, yeah. learn yeah. a bit, too. Yeah. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, coming to you from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studios, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Come Monday is what we came in with. Uh, it's still it's, – it's a – it's a beautiful song, but it's 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 dolorous. It's a little sad, isn't it? It's haunting. It is haunting, yeah. We lost Jimmy Buffett last year. I still can't get past that. Did he get his due? 
He did on this show. <laughs> Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill you drank your cu- He did on this show. Yeah, we brought he continues it. to. We brought on, on that good friend of his who he gave a recording contract to and who mm, performed so many right. songs with him. A caller said he wrote that song about her. Smart woman, right? She was the smart woman. Yes, we've had that, but that was when Jimmy Buffett was alive. We haven't heard from her since he passed, I don't think. Mm. That was one of the great moments on this show. Yeah, that was great. Smart woman in a real short skirt, listener in town. Physician now, who used to date Jimmy Buffett. And, yeah, this. what's the point of having a radio show if you can't have the music that you want, right? Um David sometimes confuses that point. By the way, we are doing a great event, uh, March 26th, um, here uh, in town. We are bringing in Mike Gallagher, Brandon Tatum, and I will be on stage for uh, uh, for an event we are calling uh, Fighting for Freedom. And uh, it's going to be great with all of you that uh, come. You can do Q&A with us. We're going to be talking about all the important issues. Anything that's on your mind, of course, will be welcome. And we've been giving a ticket, a pair of tickets away every uh, every week for it. We're happy to do that. For those of you that uh, do not engage in that, you can get tickets at 960thepatriot.com, 960thepatriot.com. I'll probably have Mike Gallagher on next week to talk a little bit about it, too. Um, but uh, we give away the tickets every Friday. Uh, we announced the winner, I should say, um, for the week-long entry. Uh, and this win- this week's winner is a man named, I think his man, Solomon. Solomon, his last name begins with a P. We'll reach out to him and let him know that he, uh, uh, he, is, uh, he, he is the recipient of a free pair of tickets. What, young David? I can see you are champing at the bit. I'm, I'm chuckling because you, you said that you think Solomon is a man. Yeah, I, maybe that was wrong. To I didn't mean it pejoratively or in any way dismissively. Or yeah, uh, yeah I, I just yeah that that was dumb. Good, good. Yeah, that was I yeah that was dumb on my part. I, I don't know. By statement, you know what, folks? I got to tell you, it's so true. Anyone who has the displeasure of spending time with me Friday afternoons or evenings, I'm just so my brain is so fried by Friday. I, it really is. I, yeah. If you want to get me to do and say stupid things. Get me on a Friday. Let's I am just it. so worn. No, that was it. <laughs> I, I'm so worn More out. My stupid stuff. Mr. Bill, it is good to see you. Speaking of needing a little bit of rest, we have Washington's birthday on Monday. Let us call it what it is technically still called, Washington's birthday, though colloquially, colloquially we call it um, President's Day. That's wrong. We have been against this from the beginning. It started around 1970-ish. We have been against this from the beginning because it's – it's a tip of the hat to relativism. It's Abraham Lincoln and Ronald Reagan and any of your favorite presidents, Donald Trump. They are on par with, I don't know, Franklin Pierce and James Buchanan and Barack Obama. They're all the same. No, they are not all the same. Um, they, they, they were all presidents, but they're not all the same in the same respect that not all producers are the same and not all radio hosts are the same and not all lawyers and not all doctors are the same. It would be hard to say that Dr. Zudi Jasser is in the same category, for example, of Jack Kevorkian or or, or Kermit Goss. No, they are – yes, they are technically MDs, but they are not in the same category. Uh, It is not to be said that Yasser Arafat and Elie Wiesel, both Nobel Peace Prize recipients, are in the same club. Yes, they both have that 
Shonda, shame on uh, the Nobel Peace Prize for doing that, but it's not the same thing. And just because you were James Buchanan sitting at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue does not put you on the same moral par as Abraham Lincoln or any of the greats. So we don't call it President's Day. We call it Washington's birthday. He the indispensable man. First in war, first in peace, first in the hearts of his countrymen. That's how we were grown up, how we were taught to learn about him growing up. All right, Mr. Bill, the reason you're here is because you were saying something very funny, and I thought the audience would like to hear your explanation of yourself. Oh, thank you. Yes, we'll be running some great best of material on Monday on Washington's birthday. Not and me we singing, almost, by the way. Not that. That please. didn't make the cut. No, young David, not me singing. Go ahead. And we kind of had to avoid a Seinfeldian situation where I asked if you would like to do best of on Monday, you can take the day off. And then you assumed, I think, that I would also be taking the day off as a result. But I will be here anyway for a couple of hours at least. So I didn't want you to think that I was getting you to take the day off so that I could get a day off or even make you think I was taking the day off and then be here anyway. You'd be sitting at home thinking, wait a minute, he tricked me into taking a day off. You're doing this to me on a Friday afternoon when I just got done saying I only have the ten most tenuous grasp on a linear conversation or the English well, language. If I tried to chart this, it'd be one of those things with all the strings connected to all the different a Rube uh, Goldberg, a Rube Goldberg kind of thing, or would it be Kamala Harris drawing a Venn diagram, perhaps, because <laughs> she's such that a I... fan of Venn diagrams? All right, Mr. Bill, thank you. So I can't ask you what you're doing with your day off that you finagled me into taking uh and that now you will not be taking i i'm guessing that what you will be doing is turning the studio into a great grand decorated surprise for me upon my triumphant return on tuesday that's my guess hint taken (laughs) all right i'll have an important concluding thought when we come right back and we will be right back Portions of this show brought to you by Y-Refi, investyrefi.com. That's where you can go to check them out. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. You can call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. You can visit with them in person. They're headquartered here locally. They're right on Chauncey Lane in North Phoenix. Uh, You won't get a sales pitch if you go there. You won't be asked to sign anything. I can attest to that. I've been there any number of times. And um, they're just great guys. Uh, If you do play the trumpet, Don over there might ask you to play one of his, but that's the most they'll ask of you. Um, They have an opportunity uh, to invest in a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers you up to a 10.25% fixed rate of return. Ten and a quarter percent fixed rate of return, not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve. And with this investment, you're in control. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you like. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back. There are absolutely no fees. And, of course, you get a monthly statement. No surprises. InvestYRefi.com. I don't know what more to say about what happened in New York today vis-a-vis Donald Trump and his children in the Trump Organization. Um, it's going to now enter into the phase of appeals. And, of course, the left, the newspapers, and the media, and the Democrats will be celebrating this. It's not the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. Um, What is sad about it, 
what is sad about it is that people are taking delight in the abuse of our legal system for a political purpose. William Buckley said America has sought to avoid extremes. That's what keeps us on a steady strain here with all our, all our, all our divergent opinions, all our divergent you know, convictions and religious beliefs. That's what keeps us here. The avoid, that's what keeps us going, the avoidance of extremes. How the Archist put it that no government can claim to call itself a decent or lawful government if it's not committed to recognizing in its very first instance the differences that separate the just from the unjust, the decent and the corrupt. And it shows its respect for these differences in the most serious of manner when it insists on making those distinctions. We have clouded those distinctions. And by we, I mean the left, our fellow Americans. And it's going to be bad for America. Folks, thanks for spending some of your week with us, some of your hours, some of your day. Young David, have a wonderful trip to Washington, D.C. Mr. Bill, thank you for all your help. Teresa and the rest of you, God bless you all. Until next week, I'm Seth Liebson, and class is dismissed. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.